Recorded live. Thank you. 
and verse 13. Look at capital B in our outline, how the godly preparation resists distractors. Matthew 25 and 9, James 4 and 7. We look at capital C in our outline. We had a f three things under that, how the godly preparation accepts ridicule. Genesis 19, 14, Luke 14, 29, Luke 23 and 11. And it brings us on down to capital D in our outline. Godly preparation teaches us patience. Godly preparation. It teaches us patience. We're going to look at Hebrews chapter 6 with a very uh, special focus on verse 12. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12 from the New International Version. Our scripture reads, We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience, inherit what has been promised. Once again, Hebrews 6 and 12 from the New International Version. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Capital D in our outline, Godly Preparation Teaches Us Patience. It teaches us patience. Let us pray, Father, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Again, we come before your throne boldly yet humbly, thanking you, Father, for everything that you have done to us, through us, and for us giving you glory this day. We are entering your gates with thanksgiving, Father. We have entered your courts with praise. You have allowed us to see another day, another week, another month, another year. We appreciate you, Father. It is you that has put food on our tables. It is you that has put clothes on our backs. It is you that has given us your spirit that we may be new creatures in Christ Jesus. Father, you have done so much for us, more than we can see, more than we can comprehend, more than we understand. But we appreciate you this morning, Father. We want you to know we love you. We thank you. When we were sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, Sure, very deeply stained with sin, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea, Father, you heard our despairing cry. And from the waters you lifted us. Now safe are we. And we thank you, Father, for this. We pray, Father, that as we study your word this morning, you will open our eyes of understanding. Give us wisdom. Give us knowledge. Help us to rightly divide your word of truth that your people in the four corners of the earth, as they hear words from this mortal body, may they not be mine, but may they be yours, Father, that lives may be changed, souls may be saved, blind eyes may come open, that your eternal truth go out in the four corners of the earth, to do that for which it was purposed and accomplished to do. Father, as you do these things for us, 
we will be very careful to give your name, which is above all other names, all the glory, the honor, and the praise. This is our prayer in Jesus' mighty and glorious name. We pray Let God's people say amen, amen, and amen. Godly preparation teaches patience, teaches patience. Patience is a mark of spiritual maturity. Patience is an aspect of the fruit of the Spirit. All this to say is that patience is one of the ways that you can know and people can know and God knows that an individual is developing properly. Now, what God is flashing in my spirit now is ultrasound tests. Oftentimes, when a woman is pregnant, they will maybe do an ultrasound test. They will basically get an image of the baby inside the mother's stomach through the ultrasound. The ultrasound will allow those on the outside to be able to see if the baby, the unborn baby, is developing properly on the inside. You can look at the unborn baby on a screen. That which is going on in the inside, it can now be seen on the outside. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get me to understand? By watching how our patience develops, people can see what's going on a little bit on the inside of you and me. We can see whether you are developing like you're supposed to. We can see if there are any deformities. We can see, we can see. Patience is one of the marks that you are developing right. Book of Hebrews chapter 6 deals a great deal with the concept and the warning against God's people falling away from the faith. As I have shared with you all many a time, that getting saved is one thing. Staying saved is another thing. Getting married is one thing. Staying married is another thing. Getting a house, getting a car, getting uh, uh, something is one thing. Maintaining it is another thing. Hebrews chapter 6 is talking about you and I maintaining our faith, maintaining a proper relationship with God. Now, it's one thing to get in shape. It's another thing to remain in shape. A lot of people that get in shape, they don't stay in shape. Why? Because they stop doing the things. They stop going through the procedures and the protocols that it took to get them in shape. They stop doing it, and now they get out of shape. You and I must continue to do the things that it took to get us saved in the first place. You say, Apostle, what is that? We are saved by our faith in Jesus Christ. That's it. Not by works, lest any man should boast. We confessed with our mouth and we believed in our heart, the Lord Jesus, 
and that God has raised him from the dead, God rewarded us with salvation. All right. With that being said, we remain saved by walking by faith. We got saved by faith. We remain saved by walking by faith. All right. So we are encouraged to not fall away. Now, one of the ways we keep from falling away is that we make sure that the fuel that God has given us is used properly. Now, God has a few things in my spirit. When you see people that are very, very fat, I mean very, very fat, obese, very, very out of shape, what the, one of the things that you normally know automatically is that these individuals have not used the fuel properly that they have taken in their body. Say, Apostle, what you're saying. What fat is, is it is stored energy, meaning that that individual has taken in so much fuel or food, but, you know, if that energy is not burned or is not used, then it will store in the body as fat. You take in calories. We take in calories when we eat food. Certain amount of calories equals a pound of fat or a pound of stored energy. So if we are taking in a lot of food or a lot of calories and we are not burning off a lot of food or a lot of calories, it will store in the body as what? Fat. So fat is meant to be burned off your body. That means if you are very fat, that means you need to be working harder. You need to be working your body harder to burn off those calories. So being over fat, being over obese is, a, is an indicator that you're not using the fuel properly. You say, Apostle, what is, what is the parable? Now, you, you got me feeling bad about myself here because I'm a little overweight. I want you to, my brother or my sister so that you'll get to work. Talk with one of the deacons yesterday. We, we, we talked briefly, and I was very happy to hear you say, oh, Apostle, I missed a couple of your calls the other day because uh, I was in the gym working out. In my spirit, I was like, that's good, man of God. That's good. Working out, exercising, working hard, you know, burning these, burning calories that we take in our body from food is part of God's plan for humanity. If you remember, one of the first things that God told Adam was to work the garden and take care of it. Well, there's no way you can work the garden without working yourself. There's no way you can work out in the gym without working yourself. God wants us to work. God wants us to work hard. That's in the natural. Now, in the spiritual, we understand that the fuel that God gives us in the spiritual is his word. Now, the same way we can take in a lot of food, and if we don't use it properly, we get fat. We can take in a lot of God's word, and if we don't use it properly, we can be fat spiritually. We can be obese spiritually. In other words, got a whole lot of word in us, but not doing much of anything. God does not want that either. So when you look at Hebrews chapter 6, verse 7, the scripture says that land that drinks in the rain, often falling on it, and that produces a crop useful for those, to those 
for whom it is formed receives the blessing of God. Even land, God say, even land that receives rain and produces, God say, I will bless it. So it is with you and I. When you receive the word in your heart, you got to produce in order for God to bless you. Land that constantly receives rain, land that constantly receives sunlight, rain that land that constantly receives from God what it needs to produce and then refuses to produce, God is not pleased with. Even land, even land. How much more, God says, when it comes down to people. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you are constantly receiving the word, constantly receiving the word, constantly receiving the word, but you are not producing. And so God says that since you are not producing, you cannot receive the blessing of God. Look at what the Bible says. Land that drinks in rain, people that drink in the word, falling on it, and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is formed, receives the blessing of God. You want to receive the blessings of God in your life, in your marriage, in your family, in your church, in your marriage, then you must produce. God has called for you and I to produce. You're not going to keep right on going to your job if they refuse to pay you. I got a number of friends, especially in Nigeria. Government is going through some, some changes and some difficulties. A lot of people are not being paid. People going to, to work, working uh, uh, all week, working for months at a time and not being paid. Friends are telling me, you know, Apostle, I have quit my job. I said, what's the problem? said, they haven't paid us for 11 months. In my mind, I'm like, how do you go to work like that and work, get up and use your, your, your money to transport yourself? And, you know, how, how do you do that? How do you do that? Well, most of you under the sound of my voice, you wouldn't, you wouldn't keep getting up and going to your job if they didn't pay you. But again, this is why the, this is why those who have a revelation of of God, most of you all on the sound of my voice are working somewhere. You wouldn't keep right on going if they didn't pay you, or if one one week they paid you your regular salary, then the next week they give you in one week they pay you your regular salary, maybe maybe a thousand dollars or five thousand dollars, then the next week they give you five dollars, three dollars, you know. Some of you all would quit in, in immediately. Yeah, yet some of you all expect those of us who are in the ministry to keep right on going with that kind of thing. And, and we will. Why? Because what we say, godly preparation teaches us patience. But some of I've shared this with you all a number of times. Many of you all, under the sound of my voice, if God treated you the way that, that you treat his kingdom or you treat the things, the, the work of God, many of you would have been gone a long time ago if God treated you that way. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to teach us? That the same way we expect on our jobs, we expect a regular salary or we expect a regular, uh, a regular amount for, for our services, the same way in the kingdom. God expects a certain a certain thing he expects a certain a certain standard a certain a, a certain level the same way with God land that drinks in rain God said I'm sending rain right God said I'm sending my word in your life God expects 
you and I to produce. But land that produces thorns and thistles, watch this, is worthless and is in danger of being cursed. Are you a, are you a Christian that is producing or a, a, a good crop, or are you a Christian that is producing thorns and thistles? You, you, either, you, you, you and I are in one of those two categories. We are producing a good crop with the word that is coming into our hearing, that the word that God is speaking to us and allowing to get into our spirit and our soul, or we are a Christian that is producing thorns and thistles. Well, that's symbolic of producing a bunch of worthless stuff. Take it in the word, hearing what God say, either producing a good crop, some 30, some 60, or some 100 times what has been sown, or taking in the word and producing thorns and thistles. Which one are you? Which one are you? God wants us to be the former. Because the latter, land that's producing thorns, or Christians that's producing a bunch of thorns, is worthless and is in danger of being cursed. In the end, it will be burned. I'm talking about hell. I was talking about. Even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are confident of better things in your case. And you say, Apostle, what you're saying to me, even though I know some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, you're producing a bunch of thorns and thistles constantly, thorns and thistles. As good as God's word is coming into your hearing, as good as God wants you to do, you produce and thorns and thistles. But he, just like the, 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 the Apostle said to the Hebrews, I'm confident that better things are coming in your case as well. That's why I'm here every morning and every evening because I'm confident that you all are going to do better, just like I'm confident that I'm going to do better. And the the writer says, even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are confident of better things in your case, things that accompany salvation. You say, Apostle, what you driving? There are certain things that accompany salvation. There are things that go along with salvation. There are things that God is expecting out of you and I on a regular, on a constant and consistent basis, the same way you expecting your job to pay you. You expecting to go into your job and the air conditioner be on. Let, let you go into your job and the air conditioner not, not be working in the, whole, in, the whole, uh, in the whole company in the middle of the summer. Some of you all be, some of you all be, uh, uh, Taking a day off, talking about I'm not gonna, I ain't gonna work like this. Ain't gonna. You expect your paycheck to be there on the second Friday of every month. Some of y'all, let your paycheck don't just don't just don't be there. Just all of a sudden, you done worked all two weeks, and now all of a sudden, your paycheck just not gonna be there. But yet, some of you all do the kingdom of God like that, and then you wonder why calamities and different things come on. I, I tell you, I'm telling you, just, just ask me. Ask me the next time some of y'all run into a collapse. Ask your pastor, and I'll be able to tell you. Yeah, yeah, that's because God told me that was going to have to happen to you because you don't understand how things work in the kingdom. You want God to be a regular blessing to you, but you don't want to be a regular blessing to the kingdom of God. It can't work like that. It can't keep working like that. that you're not reaping what you've sown. 
You want God to be a regular blessing to you. You want God to be there for you with air. You want God to be there with you for water. You want God to be there with you with, with finances. You want God to be there with you. You want God to be there with you. With, but then when God is looking for you, where you at? Where are your blessings to the kingdom? Sometimes they're there. Sometimes they're not. God not going to keep working like that with you. He's going to have to let you see how you be doing him. How you be doing the kingdom. He's got to. If not, then he's a liar. God has said that he is not mocked. Whatever a man soweth, so shall he reap. If you want regular blessings from the kingdom, you must be regular in your blessings to the kingdom. Some of you all keep wondering, Apostle, why are you here like this every single day, every single evening? Because I understand I want my blessings regular from God. I don't want my blessings sometimey from God, so I don't want to give God a sometimey service. I don't want to give God a sometimey offering. Don't want to give God a some, you can't you can't you can't do it like that. But like the apostle said, I'm confident, dear friends, that better things are coming in your case. Things that accompany salvation. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. Now, you got to understand, God, he's not unjust. Now, he's not an unjust God. He will not forget your work. Now, what you got to keep in mind is he's not going to forget your work. Now, some of you all out there are working very, very well. God said, I'm not going to forget that, Robert. And some of you all out there are working very, very poorly. God said, I'm not going to forget that either. Some of you all understand my voice. You are very, very regular in what you're doing for the kingdom. God said, I'm not going to forget that. Some of you all understand my voice. You are very, very irregular in regards to what God said. I'm not going to forget that either. Look at what the Bible says. God is not, what? Unjust. He will not forget your work. Well, if God is not going to forget my work, then what I want to try to do, and what we need to try to do, children of God, is make sure that our work is as good as possible. God is not only going to not forget our work, but he's going to, rejoice, he's going to reward each one of us in accordance with our work. He's going to bless or curse each one of us in accordance with our work. God said, I'm looking at your work. Just like a school teacher, look at your work. You're handing in work, it's all sloppy, it's all, you know, all unorganized, and you expect to get a good grade. You're handing in work that is neat, that is, that is in order, that, is, that, is it, that shows something about your character. Understand that what you and I do to the kingdom, for the kingdom, through the kingdom, it, it, it reveals our character. How do we do to the kingdom, in the kingdom, for the kingdom, through the kingdom? It shows our character. It's not difficult for me to be able to tell what's coming next in your life as a child of God or in my life. All I got to do is look at, look at how you do the kingdom. All I got to do is look, look, look at how you do the kingdom. 
Because that that you do to the kingdom, that right there is coming back to you. How I do the kingdom, that right there, I know is coming back to me. Okay, let me make sure. Let me make sure the kingdom, your body may be tired, uh, some bills may may not be paid, but let me make sure the kingdom is taken care of. Because as we make sure that the kingdom is taken care of, children of God, the kingdom. And the God of the kingdom will make sure that you and I are taken care of. God's not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. As you help his people and continue. Not only are we supposed to help God's people, we are to continue to help God's people. We can't just help God's people and then stop. We got to help God's people and we got to continue. We got to continue. You won't keep driving your car. You got to keep putting gas in it. You won't keep living in this life. You got to keep right on eating at some point. You might can go a while without food, but at some point in this life, you're going to have to have some food if you want to keep living. You might be able to go a while without some water, but if you want to keep right on living in this life, you, at some point, you're going to have to get some water. We must continue. We must continue. I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice that which you know God is telling you to do, continue. No excuses, no, no, continue, continue, continue. We want each of you, watch this, look at verse 11. We want each of you to show this same diligence. Watch this. How long, Apostle? How long we got to keep right on uh, listening to the word and studying the word and hearing the word and giving to the work of God and doing all the things? How long? We want each of you to show this diligence to the very end. We got to keep doing for God. We got to keep doing for the kingdom to the very end, till our spirit is taken out of this mortal body. In order to make your hope sure. In other words, what you're hoping for, you, you, you do hope to go to heaven, don't you? You do hope to, to, to spend eternity with God. You do hope not to be sent to hell. Well, then you got to keep doing, bruh. You got to keep doing now. You can't be that. You got to keep doing, sister. You did well. It's a it's a terrible thing for 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 somebody to have to say you did well, because that's an indication that you you have changed or you have stopped and you are not doing. Uh, uh-uh. God wants to hear. God wants it to be able to be said you are doing well. Did well. You can mess around and end up in hell. Having did well, because that's past tense. That, 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 that's forgotten. The same way God will forget our sins immediately once we stop doing them and once we repent, God will forget the righteous acts you have done once you stop doing them. That's what you used to do. That's how you used to do. You're not doing it now. God, God ain't even think about that stuff you used to do. That's over. That's done. What are you doing now, not what have you done, what are you doing? I want each of you to show this very diligence, this diligence to the very end, in order to make your hope sure. Watch this. We do not want you to become lazy. See, becoming lazy, anytime you are diligent or you are working hard, Becoming lazy is a danger. Oh, children of God, I got, to, I got to fight a spirit of laziness every single morning that it's time to exercise. Spirit of laziness will jump in my mind and say, I, 
Don't need to lift your weights and do your exercises today. It's a spirit of laziness. Ah, got to fight the spirit of laziness every morning that it's time to preach God's word. Every evening when it's time to preach God's word, spirit of laziness will tell you, and that's the devil. Spirit of laziness will tell you, ah, oh, don't preach today. Apostle, take it easy. Why you got to work so hard every single See, that's the spirit of laziness. And, the, and we've got to be able, as children of God, to identify the spirit of laziness because the spirit of laziness wants to destroy you. The spirit of laziness will have you, will have you where you, you were on fire for God, but now you done cooled off. Spirit of laziness will have you where you were a great contributor to the work of God. Now you don't see fit to do anything. A spirit of laziness will have you where you, you were studying God's word like the Berean Christians and receiving the word with joy and searching the scriptures every day. Spirit of laziness will have you not even opening your Bible. Spirit of laziness will have you where you used to exercise and work out and keep your body in shape like God wants. Spirit of laziness will have you laying around eating a bunch of leading bunch of ice cream cones and, and chocolate covered Google. You've got to be mindful of the spirit of laziness. It doesn't matter how hard you have worked in the kingdom. It doesn't matter how well you have done in the kingdom. It doesn't matter how much you have contributed in the kingdom if you're not careful the spirit of laziness will make you become or will have you become something that God does not want. Just like the spirit of diligence or hard work will make you become something that God wants, a spirit of laziness, not doing, not working, not doing what you're supposed to do, will have you become something that God does not want. We do not want you to become lazy. Why? Because that's a spirit that's leading you there. It's a spirit. Those of you all out there on the sound of my voice that refuse to contribute to the work of God, that's a, that's a spirit that's leading you there. That wants to destroy you, that wants to separate you from the blessings of God, that wants to separate you from, from, from God's being pleased with you. It's a spirit. Every attribute that we can display is the result of a spirit. Diligence is a result of the spirit of God because God is a hard worker. He wants us as his children to be hard workers. Laziness is a, 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 a demonic spirit. That God is not lazy, never has been, never will be. He don't want his children to be lazy. That's the work of demons. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith. See, a spirit of diligence, you know, you, you takes faith to understand that following the spirit of diligence will bring good things in our life. That takes faith. That following the spirit of hard work, that, that hard comes, see Proverbs chapter 14, verse 23, uh, uh, all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. It takes faith to believe that, because the spirit of laziness will tell you, ah, you don't have to work hard and you can still get a profit. Ah, spirit of laziness will tell you, ah, you don't have to contribute to the kingdom of God. God will just keep right on blessing you. And some of you don't even realize you are heading straight, following that spirit, you are heading straight away for a fall. You are heading down a highway where the clip, the clip, the bridge is out. You don't even realize it. The spirit of laziness. The apostle said, don't do that. Imitate those who, through faith and patience. Why is it through faith and patience? 
because you can have faith and not receive right then what you're looking for. Well, if you're not careful, that spirit of laziness will come right back in and say, well, what you working so hard for? You ain't got nothing. Ain't nothing good come out of this. That's why you need patience. What we say, that godly preparation teaches what? Patience. You need patience because as you are operating by faith, doing the right thing by faith, working hard by faith, patience will tell you it's all right that it hasn't come yet. Keep on moving with God. It's going to come. It's going to come. Patience will tell you, keep on, keep on. That's all right. That's all right. It's going to happen. Faith, faith, and patience. You won't become impatient. You won't become, you won't have faith and patience. Two very important things to move you and I toward what God has for us. Because God knows how long it's going to take before the rains come. Noah, you keep working by faith and patience. God knows when he's going to rain down fire and burn and sulfur and destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. You just keep operating by faith and patience. Lot. God knows when he's going to send Jesus Christ back in the clouds to rapture up or to call up his children. You and I must just keep working by faith and what? Patience. Very good. Because when we operate, children of God, by faith and by patience, we inherit what has been promised. See, you don't want to walk by faith. You don't want to walk by patience. Then you don't get what has been promised. Then it looked like you were doing all you were doing for nothing. No, it's not that you were doing what you were doing for nothing. It's just that you didn't keep operating by faith and by patience. And that's why you didn't get. That's why you didn't get. You and I must continue to walk by faith and walk by patience in order to inherit. When you inherit something, that means it comes to you in order to inherit what has been promised. God, listen, look, I don't promise a whole lot of things to you, but you've got to keep walking by faith and patience. If God say, all right, Robert, we got a, we got a city about 30 miles away from here called Goldsboro. And God said, all right, Robert, you get to Goldsboro, I got a, a, a blessing for you. I got, like, I got $10 million for you if you walk from here to Goldsboro. Well, if I only walk halfway and then say, man, I'm tired, it's hot out here, and stop and quit, then I can't expect God to, 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 to I can't expect that $10 million. Why? Because I didn't walk long enough. I didn't get to where God wanted me to get. Some of you all out there on the sound of my voice, you're wondering why God hasn't done like he has promised. You ain't got to where God wants you to get. You ain't going far enough by faith. You ain't going far enough by patience. You've got to keep right on moving and get to where God wants you to get before God will give you what he wants you to have. Oh, you did all right for a couple of weeks. Then you quit. Oh, you did all right for a couple of years. Then you quit. You did all right for a couple decades. Then you quit. You can't get your inheritance from God like that. That's why the Bible tells us when it comes down to certain things in the scriptures that, that we are to do. There are certain things we are to do every day. Worshiping God is to be done every day. Hmm, some of y'all didn't know that. Some of y'all are like, oh, Apostle, where, where that's at? Uh, 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 Acts chapter 2, verse 46. Every day the early saints continued to meet together in the temple court. They wanted their worship to be regular, first and foremost, because that pleases God. And when you please God, that will make your blessings from God regular. God wants you and I to please him on a regular basis. 
when we please him on a regular basis, he'll please us on a regular basis. So that's what we got to do every day. God wants your gifts to the work of God every week. Some of y'all don't pay no attention to that. Then you're going to be wondering when God has to blast you again with something, with another loss of something. On the first Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1, I'm sharing it with you all yesterday. On the first day of every week. You think God is playing about that? On the first day of every week, each of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income. A sum of money. We got some, we got some saints that, 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 that have received, and, and God is doing with me on this, that have received revelation enough from God because that's an instruction. That's an that's a, a order. That's a command. To where even if they are not able to send all of, of, of what they normally do, they make sure they send something. You say, Apostle, why is that? Because when it comes down to doing what God say, you know, doing a, doing a little bit is better than not doing at all. Doing a little bit. Doing a little bit. Because not doing at all is rebellion. All right, you say, Apostle, give us an example. All right, you're tired. You are really, really very tired. But you know God has told you he wants you to do something. And you go and you, you do, you do. You're exhausted, you're worn out. You do, you do. You don't do maybe as much as you, 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 know, you normally would have done, or you know, but you do, you do. God sees that as obedience. You just decide you ain't going to do nothing. God sees that as rebellion. So, you, you know, so, so get ready for some nothing. Come in your way. Since you have decided not to do what God has told you to do, get prepared to receive some of what you don't want to receive. That's how it works. You have decided not to do what God wants you to do, then God is going to decide not to do what you want him to do. What's the problem? Some of y'all like that, you have, this, you have decided not to do what God wants you to do. So God is going to decide not to do what you want him to do. Get ready. Get ready. You have decided not to walk by faith and patience, and God said, I have decided not to give you what, 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 you, what you were going to inherit. Let us walk by faith and patience, children of God. I know it's not always easy. It's not always easy for me. It's not always easy for any of us. But it's still required. On your job, there's some things you got to do that are not always easy. But if you want to keep your job, you keep right on doing them. Well, in the kingdom, there are going to be some things that are not always going to be easy. But if we want to maintain our place in the kingdom, we got to keep right on doing them. May God continue to bless you. And heaven smile on you. Saints, you can reach us through email at the Church at gmail.com. Check our website, www.ourchurch.com, backslash member, backslash t, backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 96 p.m. daily. Our TalkShoe calls 724 7444 Enter ID 17959. A spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christmas Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. 
Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen.